Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 410, recorded live on May 3rd, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who got to see the Avengers this morning, Dave Play. Hi! And the man who had to run into work at 1am, Andy Lowe. Hi. Ugh! Yeah. Gross! Yep. Why? Because our AM station was off the air. Who would notice? People who listen to AM radio in the middle of the night. But, ah, uh, okay, so why was your AM station off the air? There was a couple of issues, but we're gonna, I'm gonna explain them to people on Monday. Okay. There was, there was a couple of people did some things, and then it just compounded, and then... Did, did anyone do something they weren't supposed to do? Yes. Oh, that sucks for that person. Yep. Did a lot of people do something they weren't supposed to do? Two. That uh, sucks for both those people. Yes. Are they going to get reamed out on Monday? Hopefully. Okay. I also need to figure out um, how come somebody wasn't able to remote into that station at 1245. According to him, he tried to get into that remotely and he couldn't access it. So that's the other thing I'm going to figure out. Yay, remote access stuff. If it works. Yep. So, those, so there was one time I was... Uh, working on a computer and I uh, forgot that I was remoting into it and it was having an internet connection issues. So I opened up command prompt and I do IP config slash release. Oops. And then I suddenly get a blank screen and I'm like, oh crap. Because you also can't type renew. Yes. Oops. So you lost connection. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we had another backup section to that computer. It's a, it's a Dell server, so you've got an actual option there where you can basically go in there and you could hard reboot it if you wanted to remotely. If it's and it would compl- still and it would still function. So that's that's good. Yeah, no, that some of Dell's for, remote capabilities for, are great. Yep, you know, for those instances where you completely forget what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, oh wait, I can't do that. Too Crap. late. You just did. Go see Avengers. We've got the tickets. They're on the board. Okay. When are you seeing it? I'm not sure. Probably Monday. Oh, because you got tickets from work. Yes. So you just have like generic, you can go whenever you want tickets. Yes. Nice. Go see Avengers. Okay. It has already, uh, at least for the like Friday day sales, had outsold Avengers 1. No, there's no way it did that. Well, not the full Avengers 1, but for, for that day. Sequel to the Avengers earns $187 million on opening weekend. Yeah, and the original Avengers earned... Uh, the original Avengers earned $207 million. On opening weekend? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, fine. I'm wrong then. You, you're not bad, though, having number one be number one and number two be number two. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. wow. It's a reason why this is a tentpole movie. There it is. Movie. No, that's, that's why I said on the first day. For Thursday's ticket sales, Avengers 2 was 84.5. Avengers in the same one was 80.8. Okay, so the first day was more. But for the whole weekend... Yeah, Saturday it killed it. The The original Avengers had a much better Saturday. Gotcha. Which makes sense because when I saw that statistic, it was Friday. Ah, I'm just pulling the latest news. Right. Okay. So that's why I tried to say that, that, like, for the first day. I think I said for the first weekend, but okay. I had meant for the first day. But I'm guessing it's a good movie. It's a great movie. One stinger, just the one. Yeah, there's nothing at it's the like end. Halfway, it's not even halfway through the credits. It's, like, right at the beginning of the credits. Still, there were a couple of people who stuck around for all of it, and you're like... Uh, I, I wanted to know who did the catering. <laughs> it's always one of the last things, is, like, who did the catering? Also, at the very end, is um, what cameras in film were used. Yeah, all the technology. Uh, yeah. The Humane Society had a little logo in there because there was a dog. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. There was a dog. Even bigger spoiler, it didn't have a part <laughs> in the movie. It had plenty of parts. It was a dog. I'm just going to stop. I, I don't know where you're going with that one. I don't, I don't know either. Well, because I said, like, it doesn't have a part, and that makes it sound like the dog was missing a part. It had all of its parts. It was a complete dog. No? Wow, Dave. Wow. Testing one, two. Are, are you, you there? I, oh my, I. Did I break Andy? You befuddled me. I befuddled Andy. Were you supposed to make us sound? No, that's only when you prove me, prove yourself right over me. Prove yes. me wrong. Okay. 
which you missed an opportunity Dog. to because you proved me wrong earlier. Well, that one was more of a. Uh, was, <laughs> we we had to agree on a field of or, or a length of time that we were going to be comparing. Opening day versus opening weekend. Yes. Okay. Regardless, good movie. Yes, I don't doubt it. Plan on going seeing it, but good. you know, since we have the IMAX tickets, we have to get those ahead of time. Ah, good luck. Well, the idea is we would stop there like two hours beforehand, get the tickets, and then go out to eat somewhere. Ah, okay. And then come back and watch the movie. Yes. I see, I see. So that's the plan. Okay. So, plans. There's lots of plans and lots of things going on. You got a lot of topics here. I've got a couple topics here. I think you have two. I have two. I added them the very last second because I hadn't added any. And I always feel bad if Andy has all the topics. I had other topics. You just beat me to posting them. I'm sorry. It's, you know, I was up for a bit and then I fell back asleep. (laughs) Oh, poor Andy. I, cause I, I got home around like three or so after I fixed everything and sent out the emails and all that jazz. And then I woke up around nine and then I was up for a bit as you saw. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Oh, that's, that's when you messaged me and you were playing Hearthstone. No, that was after I gotten back up again. Cause I was up at nine and then I okay. fell back asleep on the couch playing ticket to ride. And then I uh, woke up around whenever you were online. It was about 11.30. Yeah, somewhere right around there. Well, 12.30 for you. Yes. Yeah, because I woke up right around noon, and I'm like, wow, I just oh, is, fell asleep. Is that why you thought I should be at the movie? Because it was 12.30? Because the movie was 12.30 my time. Yeah, 12.30 your time, which is one thirty my time. Yeah, plus well, I was on at 12.30 your time, and you were like, shouldn't you be at the movie? I didn't know how early you were going to get there. I was also not really that awake. Nope. No, you were not. As my Hearthstone matches can attest to. <laughs> Lost a couple, did ya? Yeah. So let's let's run with Hearthstone real quick, because I have a, a segue to use into a topic. All right. Um, this week, I was over at a friend's, and they have a Chromecast, and it was a little party. And so because we were bored and didn't really have, have quorum yet, we didn't have everyone there, we had someone pull out their phone and play Hearthstone, casting it to the screen. Oh. And it was surprisingly fun. I, I don't doubt it. it, it so it's it's on, an eSport. It's easily spectatable. Right. On like a 40-inch screen, we watched someone play Hearthstone. Now, how did the um, phone layout look on the big screen? Just fine. Okay. It, it works. It absolutely worked. That breathing, by the way, is Lazarus, if you can hear it. Ah, Okay. We have a dryer going. Well, it just stopped. Okay. Um, No, it worked really well. It was a good format. I mean, you can't see the cards that are in their hand unless they're actually looking at it. But if the player knows that he's being watched, he can click around and, like, keep making sure that things are visible so that people are aware of what's going on. So it worked out really well. Hmm. I think it would work better with the tablet, though, but... Probably. Phone works. The phone worked. So we can use that to go further into esports and Blizzard esports and one of the topics that I posted. Ah, the, what was it called? Heroes the, of the Dorm. Yeah, I was thinking it was some play on words. It was. Heroes of the Dorm, which to me looks far too much like Heroes of the Dork, uh, is a tournament hosted by Blizzard where college teams compete for a year's worth of tuition. That's, that's a big prize. So five people... For a year's worth of tuition, but you have to win. So the Heroes of the Dorm finals were broadcast on ESPN. Which, no, we have to say, make sure it's ESPN 2. ESPN 2. Yes. That's fine. ESPN 2. But, like, that's, it, it was on ESPN 2. So, How much money do you think Blizzard paid to have it on there? Oh, probably a bunch. But then somebody at ESPN would have had to looked at it and go, okay, we can actually make money doing this versus whatever else we got going on there. Blizzard did not force ESPN to carry this. ESPN 2 had to have made money Voluntarily on this. Yeah. chose to allow this. But still, like, there's no way they would have just gone to Blizzard and said, we would like to show this. No, no, this would have been it Blizzard It was still coming. Blizzard coming to them and saying, we'd like you to do this. And they said, okay, we can make an arrangement. 
Now we do have to say this is not the first time this has been hap- This has happened because didn't Dota two? Yes. On es on actual ESPN. Uh, I don't know if it was ESPN? on actual ESPN. I think it was. Maybe this one was also on ESPN two. Yeah, ESPN two last year. So. So how long till it gets to the main ESPN? Oh. I don't think it ever will. No, never is a long time. Yes, but if the Twitter reactions are any indication of what ESPN's core audience thinks of having video games on ESPN2. I don't trust Twitter's reaction to anything, Andy. True. There's, you, you can have a lot of sarcasm on Twitter and not realize it. You, you should never trust Twitter's reaction. I'm really tempted, by the way, to make a bet with you, but I, I'll be good because it's an unwinnable bet for you. Which is? That it will eventually make its way onto ESPN. If we did that, we'd have to put a time frame on it. Right. I'm not prepared to put a time frame on it. Oh, on well, it. then they, I, I'm not going right, to bet. So that's, that's my point. Bet. But, but had I not pointed that out, would you have remembered to ask for a time frame? Yes. Okay. You're learning. Yay. I do like, though, that um, one of the ESPN analysts uh, turned on ESPN2 and he's like, these announcers are killing it. What I is don't. This? Yeah, I don't have a damn clue what I'm watching, but they won't let me leave. This is like. The fuck is this? <laughs> so, Yeah. Heroes of the Storm, release date we talked about last week. Now it just got posted to a national audience. So uh, Esports is a big thing. It's crazy. What can I say? What else we got? Well, Apple Watches. <laughs> well, I was going to go with ESPN. Oh, sure. Go with ESPN. That's a better one. Yeah, because uh, ESPN is actually suing Verizon. Why? So Verizon, on their Fios plan, wanted to do a slimmed-down channel option to, at a cheaper price. Okay. So, you know, you normally I, you pay like 50-something a month for cable. Cable? Oh, 70 a month. Sorry. Whoa! Okay. 70 a month, and we've got like 250 well, that's, that's channels. cable and internet, right? No, I think the 70 is just the cable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Our, our cable is dish. And our internet is the stupid internet provided yeah. by the actual owners of the building. They have their own ISPs. We have to go through them. But we spend 70 bucks a month to get 250 some odd channels. Okay. Now, you how know, many of those do we use? That's the other thing there is. How many of those do we use? I'd say, a, yeah, Kate says a couple dozen. I'd say probably 30, 40 at the most. 40 channels? I'd say maybe 40 channels at the most. Start naming them. Start naming the channels that we would use? Yep. All right, hold on. We're actually going to turn on the TV, and I'm going to start going through the channels. I think that we would watch. All right. Kate's bringing up the TiVo right now. Hold on, I gotta turn the TV here so I can look at it. I, I feel like what we should do is actually just pause and let you get this list. No, no, we can do this. Okay, so we have... We have CBS, we have NBC, we have Fox, we have ABC, we have PBS. That's five. USA, six. TV Land, seven. Comedy Central, eight. Lifetime, nine. What the hell is on Lifetime that you watch? Project Runway, thank you very much. All right, nine. Food Network is ten. DIY is eleven. HGTV is twelve. Game Show Network is 13. Game Show Network? Yeah. Family is this Feud, just like man. The nothing else is on. Family Feud. Okay. A&E is what? What am I at now? 11, 12. I think 13. Okay. Uh 14, 15. Bravo, BC America, BBC America. It's probably 18 now. 17. 17. Can't take 15 and add Oxygen two and is get 18. where undercover bosses. Okay, but how often do you actually watch that? Undercover Boss when it's on. Yeah. You're how? just asking what channels uh, do I watch? And I'm telling you, these are channels that we watch. Regular. we watch. Regular. TNT we watch. TBS we watch. ESPN depends on if. Regularly. I will amend when my question. When the Tigers are on, we watch ESPN. I on will that amend one. my question. How many of those 40 channels do you watch regularly? Like, not just, I wonder what's on, but planned viewing. Planned viewing? Does include TiVoing. No, no, Dave's has amended his question to our planned viewing rather than, hey, what's on? Because he knew that he's lost. <laughs> yeah, we're only at 166 right now, and I know Fox Sports Detroit is channel 420, so we've got plenty of channels still to go through, and I know there's plenty of channels in there that we do watch. Okay. Lost. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm siding with Pete on this Do you watch Lost? One. Is that what I'm hearing? No, we don't watch Lost. 
Because that was, on, well, actually, that was on ABC. So technically, that would have already been counted. I yep. Mean, he lost and he knows that. <laughs> In any case. So. So Verizon said that they're going to offer a custom TV plan that trims down it to just about 35 channels a month or 35 channels for $55 a month. Okay. Which, you know, is not that great of an option. Right. But um, most people but for say... for those of us who don't need 80 channels... Yes, this would be one of the options. The problem is the fact that they put ESPN into a sports package for this mode. ESPN is not happy about being relegated to a sports package? Well, according to their contract, granted ESPN is the basically the heavy hitter of the cable industry. ESPN can ask, I think they normally ask for about 3 or $4 per subscriber, which other stations get like half that. Okay. So yeah, so if if Comcast wants to put ESPN on their system, they go to Verizon. ESPN or Verizon or whoever wants to put ESPN on there, they feel, hey, we want to carry ESPN. ESPN says, okay, we're going to charge you. Right. Okay. We, we understand that. Yeah. But so. so in that contract, ESPN says that they always must be in the basic package. In order to carry ESPN, it must always be in the basic package. So no matter what. But I don't watch sports at home. I don't care about ESPN. I know. But in the current e- contract with ESPN and most of the cable and satellite providers, ESPN must be a basic channel. and it So must- is, is Verizon trying to get around that payment to ESPN? Right, that if they're not included in this, they don't have to pay ESPN for those subscribers? I think that's this. It, it, I think so. I mean, it also feels pretty clear cut that their lawyers really don't have a choice here. Like, it's in the contract with ESPN that it's Which part is, of the basic package. Well, ES, I think Verizon is basically saying that this is a different package and not pertinent to the classic rules because this is more of an a la carte option. Which, Do I get to pick the channels that I want? Yes, this thing you would be able to... Um, oh. So the custom TV packages, like you can pick certain groups on there and then you can actually change it as you want different things. So let's say during baseball season, we would want Fox Sports Detroit because we want to watch the Tigers. But, you know, when baseball's not on, do we need Fox Sports Detroit? No. So we'd be able to pick and choose different so channel packs. So they're claiming that this is, it's not a basic package. It's a special package. Yes. It's just the cheapest package. Yes. So Verizon, or ESPN is arguing that this is, this is basically Verizon trying to get out of their contract, is what ESPN is saying. I mean, they're not wrong. It is Verizon trying to get out of their contract, but they're also, Verizon's not wrong. That, that doesn't, it's not a basic package. I have a feeling that this is going to go to the court and we're going to have to get somebody's opinion about what actually is going on. Yep. And by someone's opinion, you mean a justice's opinion. Yes. And yeah, that's okay. I so, can't believe, I feel like I need to side with Verizon on this one. I, yeah, this one is, it's weird. Cause it's and like, this is, this is Verizon, which I learned this week. Do you know that people who had their power and not their power, but like their phone and knocked out uh, by Hurricane Sandy still don't have a reliable connection? Fire Island still does not have a reliable connection. Do you know why? Fire Island, because they wanted to do the uh, the cell phone replacements for the, the regular lines. Right. So Verizon hasn't gone in and replaced the landlines. Really? They're letting the infrastructure deteriorate and not replacing it and saying, well, your only option is to upgrade. I thought that we were, oh, because that, that was an old topic that we talked about a while ago. And I thought that was all situated where people said Verizon said, OK, we'll actually put the old stuff back in. I don't think they have yet. Oh, yeah, that whole Fire Island fiasco was... Okay, uh, it's 2013. Oh, 2014, okay. Verizon uh, gets New York City Public Utility Commission permission to complete copper-to-fiber transition on Fire Island. This is June of last year. Yeah, originally the telco was offering wireless-based voice link product as a voice replacement on Fire Island caused a bunch of concerns. And then May 13th, 2013, Verizon got permission to use VoiceLink on his Fire Island's voice service as a substitute phone service where it could not replace its copper wires. That caused a stink. So then they announced it would replace the wireline network infrastructure with fiber to the home, Fios service. And now the uh, now they've got, let's see, it's transitioning from that, yeah, to all fiber. So they should be putting fiber in there right now. Should well, be. I have a, I have a 
article from February 24th of this year okay. where Verizon is quoted as talking about why there's an outage and that there's an outage because of the cables and saying you can either get uh, fiber or Fios. What are they saying? Yeah, we can do wireless right now or like fiber in a month. So they're still not done replacing all the copper not with fiber. They're letting it just die a slow and very painful death. Well, that's because if they go with an IP-based system, it's not going to be a Title II. Yep. Which, you know, Verizon is adamantly against. Yep. So speaking of Title II, we can go down this road. Okay. There's another Title II FCC net neutrality update. Woo! So, on Friday, AT&T, CenturyLink, the Wireless Association, and U.S. Telecom filed a petition against the FCC to put a stay on the rules, saying and that the rules will cause irreparable harm if they take effect. This, this is a surprise to no one. Yes. So, right. the, the, well, the slightly surprise is the fact they're not arguing the individual blocking, throttling, paid prioritization rules. They're arguing the reclassification rule. They are okay with the other stuff, the paid prioritization. That's what it seems. They're just they're just really pissed at this whole Title II bit. So they're asking but for a... If, if we get rid of all the other stuff, doesn't that effectively make it Title II? Well, no. What they're trying to do is throw out the Title II section of it so they can say, hey, look at this previous court case where the FCC tried to do all this stuff before oh, without Title II. Right. So they're not arguing the nitty-gritty. They're just arguing they're, the they're one... They're saying that, if we can keep this from being Title II, they can't do the other stuff. Yeah, that's what my guess is. So they're arguing. With, they're asking the FCC to put a stay on this sort of thing there because they're saying that there already are lawsuits in the books because we all talked about that, and they're saying that those challenges are likely to succeed and they want to prevent regulations from taking effect while the lawsuits proceed. No, so, no, you don't get to do that. Which is my guess what the FCC is going to say on Monday. I love how they do this on a Friday afternoon. They file this stuff in here so the FCC doesn't have time to actually do anything that week. Yep. So my guess is on um, on, on Monday, Monday the FCC is going to say no, you're not allowed to have a stay on this there. But well, that's, did they ask the FCC for the stay, or did they yes. ask a court for no, a stay? No, the, the the courts say you have to ask the FCC first. So this is the first step. So they ask okay. the FCC, hey, can you guys put a stay on the stuff here while litigation happens? And the, FCC the FCC is going to say no. Yeah, the FCC is going to say no. That's there's no question on that one. But they they had to do that step first, right, before going to the courts and saying, hey, can you guys put a stay? on this while we figure out the litigation. The FCC won't say nice. That's that's what I hear. Yeah. Right? Those are the words that I hear coming from the the telcos. It's, FCC won't play nice. Make them play nice with us. It's the hey, this is going to affect everything. Can we put a hold on the regulations until we figure it out? No. You should have been prepared for this. Okay, maybe that's a little unreasonable. But still, so we should hear back by the, 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 the telcos want everybody to do FCC to get a response by the 8th. That way they can go to the courts right away and say, hey, the FCC said no to the stay. Can you guys put a stay on it? And then we'll see if the courts allow a stay or if the courts throw the stay out and say, hey, rules go into effect. If we figure out they're not, then we can throw them out. But well, yep. this is the next step in the whole process. I love how, though, it's like AT&T, the Wireless Association, U.S. Telecom. Also, the National Table Cable and Telecommunications Association and the American Cable mm. Association all filed petitions so to the all the, FCC. the telecom groups, yeah, led by AT and T, and probably Verizon as well. Right. I mean, Verizon's a member of almost all of those groups. Mm-hmm. No, bad. Hey, while while we figure out what to do, can can we just not do anything? Not do it, right? Like let let's let the law figure everything else out first, and then we'll we'll take the steps. Oh, but yeah, that's that could take like five years. So you know, by then the infrastructure won't be there, and we'll have convinced the public that it's not a problem anymore. And the FCC will have a new chairman. That's probably what it's going to be. But if once you're in the courts, they're going to have to have a decision. Or they're just going to, you know, wait until somebody in Congress finally gets enough stuff together to pass a law. That's, it's it's basically they're just trying to drag this out as long as possible. Yeah. Especially if, if they actually get a stay from the courts, then they're going to try and drag this out. Even longer. Yeah. So you want more Verizon news? Another. Man, they are all over the place. Yeah. What do we got this time? So, um, a guy was chatting with a Verizon um, sales rep. Yeah. And he said, uh, when I called in, he's talking to the rep. He's saying, when I called in, they told me to go, if I go from 50 megabits per second to 75 megabits per second, I will get better Netflix streaming. Is that true? Will it improve? 
And the Verizon rep said, yes, you will have more bandwidth. You will have smoother video viewing. And the guy asked, but isn't 50 megabits already enough? The guy says, yes, it is enough, but 75 will just be better. Which, that doesn't seem right. No. So um, the I guy mean, who... It, it would be better if I'm streaming like four Netflix screens at once. Yes, that... Um, he, how about, let's see, what did he do? Uh, 10 separate streams of Game of Thrones going. Yes. He had 10 streams of Game of Thrones going at the same time. Wait, he did? Yes. The guy who was asking about this, he kind of, he, he did his homework first and then asked the question, got his answer and said, well, wait a second. Okay. So he, he streamed 10 screens of Game of Thrones at once. Yes. And he was consuming just under 29 megabits per second. Huh. So... So Verizon you don't need that that 70. No, you don't you, you don't even need the 50 unless you know you want to stream. This is why by the way I got really pissed one day at Best Buy and stepped in and sale blocked a Best Buy employee cuz they were trying to sell someone a $200 router. Oh. You know, one of the like wireless N dual band etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And the question they had asked, this was like a girl in college and and her friend and the question they had asked was like, well, you know, how many devices are you using at once? He's like, well, the TV for Netflix and our two laptops, and that's probably it. I said, like, all right, so three devices. So you want to look down here at, like, the top-end stuff. And I just thought, like, excuse me? I handed her the $40 router and said, this will be plenty for you. Well, it's like when I hear the um, those stupid Comcast Xfinity fastest in-home Wi-Fi commercials. I'm glad that my Wi-Fi is fast in-home, but but the that's cable not the weakest. Isn't that fast? Yeah, it's like that's that's not the weakest link in the chain. Your Wi-Fi right now at your home is going a lot faster than your cable is, wow. unless you know you've that's, got. That's not necessarily true. If you're actually in different rooms, then your wireless signal is not as strong, and it's going to be slower. Yeah, but it's still not going to be as slow as your. Oh internet. no, it 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 can be. Where are you at with yours? If My router is in the center of the house, and in the office, if if I'm doing Wi-Fi from router to router, uh, it's slower than the inbound from the cable. Really? Yep. Hmm. That's why I invested in these little uh, 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 crap. I don't remember what they're called. They take the copper wiring of your house and turn it into a network. Oh, um, uh, Ethernet over power lines. Yep. Now it's much faster. Or, you know, at some point you probably could have just, well, you'd have to tear up your floor to do that. Right. Yeah. Run cable. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't need to tear up the floor, but I'd need to tear holes in the wall. Yeah, go up to the attic and run everything. Not down. doing it. All right. Not doing it. So Verizon really not getting the good karma this week. No, and there is one more. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So um, Verizon Files has an unlimited data plan. Yeah. It says yeah, 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 on their policy blog, it says, yes, you can use as much files as you want. Really? Okay. Uh, Verizon's fiber to home high-speed broadband network files doesn't cap usage in any way. Right? Well, it turns out there actually kind of is a cap. You can use as much as you want. Yes. But there's a limit. Yes. Because a Verizon subscriber who's been using, on average, seven terabytes of data a month. How? Um, let's see. He says uh, his internet usage is largely thanks to volunteer web crawling projects like SETI at Home, which okay. technically shouldn't violate Verizon's rules. But still, he's... Um, I, I feel like that is misleading and or false. SETI at Home shouldn't take up seven terabytes of data a month. But go on. Okay, so yeah, so if he was running servers out of his house, then he would be violating the terms of service, and yes, he should not be allowed to have that, because it's against the terms of service. So if you break the rules, yes, he should be punished. Right. But this guy got a letter saying that if this excessive usage continues past May 31st, 2015, on your files internet account, your service will be disconnected on June 15th, 2015, just because he used 7 terabytes of data a month. Which, this man is paying $315 a month for Verizon's 500 megabits per second connection. I don't think they, they have any room to say you can't do this. I'm pretty sure they aren't allowed to say that. This is why internet broadband needs to be a title, too. Because it's like, yeah, you can have unlimited usage. Oh, wait, you seem to be using it a lot, so... No, so not really unlimited. We just didn't no. think anyone would get to the limit. It seems, according to DSL reports, using four terabytes a month normally will get you a letter of warning from Verizon. Hmm. 
but still, okay. So he's paying for 500 megabits per second a month. So if he he says if he broke down to a let's see, it would be if he broke it down, it would be 20 megabits per second for a continuous 30 days. So the amount of data that he downloaded would be 20 megabits per second continuously for 30 days. So out of let's see, 20 megabits per second out of 500 is uh 4%. I don't know what you're calculating. 4% what? He 4% of if if he used his full connection yeah. at 100% for the entire month. Yeah. He would get he would download X amount of data, right? If he did this is 4% of that data. Yes. So okay. he has he has downloaded 4% of his total possible download amount. If he ran it balls to the wall for 24 hours straight for the entire Just month. Blasting a data stream. Yes. He would currently be only using 4% of his total data stream and Verizon is upset with that. Verizon needs to rethink their definition of unlimited. Yeah, that's cuz their definition of unlimited is not everyone else's definition of unlimited. Especially since they keep on promoting saying, yes, unlimited is unlimited. Unless Unless it's not. (laughs) Unless it's in terabytes of data, then no. You have unlimited gigabytes. No, no, about 4,000 of them. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not unlimited. Okay, can we switch topics? Because I'm getting really upset at Verizon. All right, I think we are done with Verizon. Yeah, there's nothing else on this list. Let's let's find something else. Steam? Sure. Maybe we can talk about Steam. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of Steam mod or Steam stuff on here. Steam opened up the the paid mods. We yes. talked about it last week. Where they said there's going to be paid mods on Steam. And then on Monday they said there's not going to be paid mods on Steam because and I quote, "We've done this because it's clear we didn't understand exactly what we were doing." <laughs> I love it when a company can admit that. Like, oh crap, we didn't do this right. Hold this on. This was a mistake. This Oops. was a mistake. We're going back. We're going back. Back up. Going back. back up. Yep. Holy crap. So there were there were some really poor communications in there. Um, Bethesda and Steam didn't communicate well about what would and would not be allowed. Steam did not communicate well how much money people would be making versus how much money the companies associated to them would be making. That, like, Bethesda was getting 75% of every sale. Oh, jeez. Um, it, it was, yeah, it was bad. It was just bad all around. Yes, yes, it was. And so Valve looked at it and said, oops, and canned the program. So is that a good thing? I like that it represents, hey, we want to try this. We're not entirely sure how it'll work out. Here we go. I think they need to focus a little more next time and and maybe not just let it be on the seat of their pants. But kudos to them for, for pulling it back. They, I believe they refunded everyone who bought something. Yes. Yes, they did. If you bought so, something during the paid period, you got so 100% good refund. for them. Yeah. Uh, they only made something like 10000 or $100,000. So paying it back really wasn't that hard. No, no, it wasn't. They they tested it, they realized that it wasn't going to work, and they canned it. I think it could have been handled much better, but I think that they handled the the aftermath quite well. So other Val, uh, Valve and Steam news? Do you Hang on, do you think it's going to come back? Do I think it's going to come back? Yes, yes it is. I mean, if the, the TF2 mods are any indication, people are willing to... Well, but TF2... Clothing is very different. Clothing and weaponry is very different than the mods for some other games. Yeah, but still, a majority of the mods for Skyrim were clothing and other sorts of weaponry and that sort of stuff. Yes, there were some of the other crazier mods, like turning your guy into Iron Man. Yeah, but those aren't really the mods that we're getting. Well, some of them were, I guess. I don't know. I, I It feels icky still. It still feels icky, but I also think it still feels inevitable. Okay, like so you this. think you think they'll try again? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. I think they're going to take it and look at it and learn from it and say, if we try this again, it's going to look very, very different. But then, yeah, they're going to have to figure out exactly what to do with things like, hey, the guy's mod who was using another mod as part of the, his infrastructure. The, the second mod is free. Yeah. First mod is pay. Wait a minute. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I think is going to have to look very different. But is it going to happen? Of course. That's just... We, we, there's, there's a big revolution of DIY going on. With all the maker but, stuff but there. Mods their, isn't DIY. It's DIY-ish. It, you take the game and you go, well, you know, it'd be interesting if I put Thomas the Tank Engine in here. Yeah, but you're not putting Thomas the Tank Engine in. Yes, but somebody... It's is, not do-it-yourself. Someone else is doing it and you're just taking it. 
yes, but it's still part of the change it. Don't don't be like everybody else. Make yours individual. It's it's still part of that uh, ability to configure you own your own the setup. Contents. Configuring. Okay. So paid mods are gone for now. Yes, but I I think they will definitely be back. Andy thinks they will come back. What else is gone? Silent Hill. I've never played any of the Silent Hill games, so I have <gasps> no... Neither have I. I'm not a horror guy. I just, I can't. Nope. Is it really horror or is it just suspense? They're pretty much the same thing in my neck of the woods. Okay. It's a fun, well, I can't say it's fun. I haven't played it. It's a very well-received series. Like uh, playing Amnesia. A lot of stuff in Amnesia was all in your head. I touched only enough of it that I could to play, to get my golden potato. And then I completely uninstalled the game. <laughs> no more of that. Nope, 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 nope. You nope. noped out of it. Nope. What do you mean nope? Yes, you noped out of it. Yes, yes, I did. I just was continuing my nopes because there was a lot of nopes with that game. Okay. That was like all the lights were on. I didn't have and the sound And he doesn't on. like horror. Yeah, no. Did you like Bioshock? Bioshock was interesting. But Bioshock is jump scare and, and like semi-horror. Some of it is jump scare. Some of it is not. The fire teleporting enemies. Amnesia, you didn't really have a chance of defending yourself. Okay. With Bioshock, oh look, there's a fire person. Let me electrocute them. Or let me freeze them. That one also the, worked there's out. There's a fire well. person who happens to be standing in a pool of water. Yeah, let me electrocute them. Oh, uh, let me freeze them. That also will work. But this one where it's like it's foggy out and it's dark out and it's no, no. no. So... For those of you who do care about Silent Hill, we apologize because the one in production is canceled. Which actually would have been actually interesting because you have Del Toro working on it along with um, Metal Gear Solid guy. What's his name? Kojima. Kojima. That's thank you. Oh, there it is written in. <laughs> I should have read the article. Right in front of you. But I also just happened to know that. Metal Gear Solid is Kojima. Yeah. So that that those are some big heavyweight names, especially if they if you want atmosphere. Hello, Pan's Labyrinth. That one was well, but that's a movie, not a game. Still, it's I feel no, like there's a there's a pretty significant difference there. True. Yes, the forcing you to watch us and then the having open... complete control of the camera angle and positioning. Yes, as well as what's on the screen at all times. But you could still add a little bit of flavor to it. Where you look at the guy and go, you know, it'd be great if you could put, like, his eyeballs in his hands. Or a giant pyramid on the top of his head. Also true, yes, pyramid oh, wait, head. That's that's in there already. <laughs> I feel like it would have been a good... It would have been a good connection. I would not have liked it because... Nope. But I feel like <laughs> there would have been a lot of people who would have loved it. Andy nopes out. Yep. Okay, so Silent Hill cancelled. No big loss for Andy. No, but probably a big loss for other people. I think more importantly is is Kojima not working for Konami anymore. That is weird because I feel like the two of them are always together. Well, that I mean, he did all the Metal Gears. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's surprising. Granted, I still haven't played any more Metal Gears since Sons of Liberty, but I haven't played any of the Metal Gears. <gasps> Ooh yeah. Up for sale. Yeah, well, supposedly. So what happened here? Supposedly, according to... They raised a fuck ton of money in Kickstarter. Yep. They raised a lot more in venture capital. Yep. And then they can't sell their damn product. Nope. No one wants to use it. So... I, what happens? I, I feel like they raised enough money with their Kickstarter that all the people who were interested got it, and then they got more money. I don't know why, because they said, hey, look at all the money we raised on Kickstarter. We could do so much more if we had more money. And so somebody gave them more money. And then they did nothing. And then they launched the console in stores, and it sat there and did absolutely nothing. And then everybody's like, well, hey, what about the money I gave you? So now they're trying to recover as much investor capital as possible. Well, but do you need to actually pay that money back? Usually venture capital isn't a loan. It's like, I will give you this money if you make me part of the company. Or you give me shares. Maybe there was some bad contracts in the in the group. So the company is pretty much up for sale. Yes. Who do you think is going to grab it? I don't know. Do you think a major name is going to grab it? 
I don't know because it. What what is Ouya's big goal? Like what what did it do good? What did it do well? Sorry, my apologies on that one. Um, what I don't did, know. Yeah, what did Ouya do well? Other I, than I raising a bunch one. of money on Kickstarter, I didn't have one, so I don't know. I wasted my money on a game stick. <laughs> How's that working out for you? It's not. But like that's the thing is these were supposed to be the next generation and the phones kind of killed them. The phones and the tablets. Maybe that's what they need to do is somehow transfer this to transfer this. But why? To uh, to a television? Why? I have a tablet and a Chromecast. I don't know. Well, okay, so we are not normal people. So you and I but, would already Normal are- people wouldn't buy this in the first place. Yeah, but people buy TVs with Skype on them for some crazy odd reason. No, people buy TVs that look pretty. Okay, so what if you have a TV that can run Android apps? What apps are made for the TV? I don't know. Android apps are typically designed with a touchscreen in mind. Okay, so you get the Ouya as an Android interface for your television. But that doesn't address the problem that Android apps are designed with a touchscreen in mind. Yes, I know. It's... it's, mm. So I get an Ouya for my TV, or I use my phone and a Chromecast. I feel like the only future that Ouya has is to embed itself into other devices, but what other devices? I have no freaking idea. I don't think they have a future. <laughs> like, I just do not see that working well. No. It's way too bad. I had a lot of high hopes for them, but... Like on live and GameStick and all this other stuff, they just aren't doing anything. It's you build a platform. You're like, okay, you guys put stuff on it, and then no one put content on it. No, it it needed a killer app, and it didn't have one. Nope. So um, speaking of video games, though, we could talk about yeah. games that we actually enjoyed. Okay, because there is Star Wars? a. Well, I was going to go with the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Oh. Okay. World Video Game Hall of Fame. Yes, which is at the Strong National Museum of Play. I have no idea where that's at. Let me do a quick Google. 15 finalists for the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Oh, the National Museum of Play is in Rochester, New York. So they have a World Video Game Hall of Fame, and they've announced the first 15 finalists for the inaugural Um, Why aren't all of these just in the Video Game Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't know. Why do you have to put in just one? It is a Hall of Fame, not the singular most famous game. Well, this is going to be like the National Toy Hall of Fame, where they'll probably add a couple of them, and then you can probably vote on them again later. But but all of these should be in there. There is not a single one in this list that doesn't deserve it for one reason or another. Do you want to go down the list and we can talk about it? Sure. Angry Birds popularized mobile gaming. Oh, yes, it did. Doom is fucking everywhere. It is the standard for cross-platform portability. It was one of the first 3D environments that you could move through. That, it was it, one of the first FPSs. Yeah, that's it was it was a godfather of the FPS. FIFA, soccer, sports games. Oh my gosh, FIFA in Europe is crazy. Legend <laughs> of Zelda. Do you really need me to say much about it? No. It's Legends of Zelda. It's Minecraft is Minecraft. Oh my Minecraft god. Minecraft is is the uh, current it's Lego. Yeah. I mean it is it is one of the most popular things on a computer. For ages 4 to 15. Just just YouTube Minecraft and see how many results come up. Oregon Trail. Educational gaming at its finest. Also the game that introduced a shit ton of people to computers in general. Yes. Pac-Man. Popularized arcade gaming in the US. Yes. Pokemon. Revolutionized the... Well, not revolutionized. Revitalized handheld gaming. Yes. Game Boy was on its way out, it was on its last legs, and out comes this little game from HAL Labs, and boom. You have TV shows, you have movies, you have more games than you can count now. You have card games coming off of just this one little You thing. have the video game based on the card game, based on the video game, based on the anime. It's crazy. Pong, considered one of the grandfathers of gaming. First one, well, first with an asterisk, home console game. Yeah. And one of the first successful arcade games, period. Yeah. Sims. The Sims. One of the most best, I think it was the best selling the best selling PC game for like what almost a decade probably also the height of the simulation genre yes Sonic is the only one on here that I I actually I mean it was one of the first 16 bit games it was a competitor to Mario Brothers at one point Sonic was the second most popular and like recognizable character in the world right after Mario 
but what did it do that was revolutionary? All right, no, here we go. There are four criteria, all right? Yeah. Icon status, so we've got that. Sonic. Longevity. Eh. Had a number of, of games. Yes, but were any of those games good? Mm, Sonic 2. <laughs> I've played some of the later Sonics, and I'm just like... I, I think it's the iconic status, yeah. right? Like, if, if you've played games in the 90s, you know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. Yeah. Uh, geographical reach. Nah. And influence. It was influential. Eh. I, I feel like... It was, it was mostly... I mean, it was... Part of it was actually derivative. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of it was actually derivative. But I think they did... I think it deserves it. It launched Sega. Yes, that's that's where you, you think of Sonic the Hedgehog, you think of Sega. Sega on the market. Even Kate recognizes that. And it was the, the competitor to Nintendo. Yes. Right? At the time, it was the, the main two. Sonic was edgier. It was gaming for an older generation. It was Sega's shot at Mario is what it was. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yep. Space, Space invaders. invaders. Oh. Oh my god. Um I mean there was a coin shortage in Japan. <laughs> Can't say that about many things. There was a coin shortage in Japan because of Space Invaders. And then there's Mario Brothers. I mean, come on, it's Mario. It's I, well, I, I feel like we we've used that excuse for too many of these, right? Come on, it's Zelda, come on, it's Mario, come on, it's Minecraft. So Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, specifically this game that they're talking about, uh, brought back the home gaming console. Yeah, this was rising up from the ashes of Atari. It, it was the, the home video game market collapse of the early 80s with Atari and E.T. Yep. And it was the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Famicom coming back with Super Mario Brothers. And they were smart to put this game in the box. Yep. That was, it just, it was, you got your NES and you got your killer app you right there Mario. in the box. Tetris was the exact same thing for the handheld. Yes. You had a Game Boy, you got Tetris. That's, I have, still have a Game Boy around here somewhere. The only cartridge I have ever owned Tetris. is Tetris. And the, the, I swear, the Game Boy's around here somewhere, but because yep. of Tetris. Yep. World of Warcraft, 10 million subscribers played. Um, it popularized the MMORPG. Yes. And has been running for 10 years. Talk about longevity. You want longevity. to talk about longevity? Yeah. WoW has longevity. So, yeah, there isn't a single one on this list that shouldn't be in there. The question is, how many of these are going to be in the first round, and then how many are going to come back for oh, next? I, I think they should all be in the first round. I don't think any of these deserve anything less than first round. So here's the question is, which one is the best? According to the reader poll of the World Video Game Hall of Fame, let's see, where's the, where's the poll? I just had the poll. The, I don't think best fits, right? There's a lot of different criteria here oh okay so i am a little disappointed that mist isn't on this list oh mist see that is the i think that's partially the reason why we got a cd-rom drive when i was growing up was because of mist yep yep let's see so I'm, okay so i'm reading their reason why they picked sonic the hedgehog and it became the face of sega genesis allowing sega to challenge nintendo there you go spawn its own franchise as well as a television I'd, show i'd comic. like to yep. point out i did not read any of their reasoning so if their no. reasoning and my reasoning align it's just because it's that's what it is that is correct yeah fifa they basically describe you could replace fifa with madden yep and you'd understand from the European perspective. Yeah, it's the European Madden. It's been around since forever. It also was before Madden, wasn't it? 1993? Yeah, somewhere around there. Madden, I, well, I don't know. The top-down Madden was... I mean, Tech Mobile. It's like 89. NFL, da, 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 let's see, known as John Madden Football before 1993. First released 1988. Yeah, because Tech Mobile was 89 on the Game Boy. Yeah. So I'd even go so far as to put Madden on there. But what a surprise, the voting poll has Super Mario Brothers on top. Because everybody loves Mario. Oh, let's see, what else we got here? Video game news. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 is actually going to have a playable female character as the lead. Cool. I know. It probably still won't pass the Bechtel test. Probably, well... They said it's going to have a, um, uh, where's, where's the link for they say? They're going to have a gender-free storyline. But a playable female lead. Yes. Is she good looking? Normal. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I sense a trap. <laughs> How can I get out of this? All right. Well, good for her. And, and good for Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Modern Warfare something. 
extreme, yada, 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 yeah. Brought to you by Mountain Dew. Um, Apple Watch is having issues with tattoos. Oops. The tattoo is uh, affecting the heart rate sensor, and so the watch won't be able to tell if it's actually being worn. And since, you know, it shuts itself off, basically, if it's not being worn, it, that's that's a problem. Oops. Is it, so, I, like, no tester at Apple happens to have a tattoo? I mean, I, granted, I wouldn't have thought about checking that. Yeah, right? I would not have thought about checking that either. But during your internal testing, you never just happened to have someone who had a tattoo? Well, supposedly this is actually a common problem, because I think um, some other sensors that use the heart rate to tell if it's actually being worn uh, struggle on darker colored skin. So oh, the- so the watch is racist. <laughs> Ouch! It's racist and it's against hippies. The Why Apple is it against hippies. Well, who else would have a tattooed arm? Bikers. Bikers. Yes, it's against. <laughs> the opposite of hippies. Sometimes I see hippies with tattoos. Do you see hippies with tattoo sleeves? That's what Kate just asked, and I'm like, no, no, I don't. Right. I don't think it's against hippies. Hipsters. Hipsters, I could give you that. Okay, hipsters, I could go with. Yeah, hippies, no, you're right. Hippies, no. Hipsters, probably. Which kind of sucks, because that's like the target demographic (laughs) of Apple nowadays. Yep. Uh, What else we got on here? HoloLens is going to be at E3. Yay! So a lot more people can get hands-on, and we can actually see what the hell's going on with this thing. I'm I'm getting more and more impressed with it, but man, if, if it doesn't live up to expectations, it's going to crash and friggin' burn. Yeah. So, um... Hard. Other quick news. Uh, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, and other um, LucasArts games. Hmm? X-Wing Alliance. Yes. So we said they were they were originally released on good old games, right? Yeah. Now they're released on Steam. So if you had any reason whatsoever of not getting it... On good old games. On good old games. Steam Steam. sale. Steam sale. Steam sale. Steam sale. Yeah, I think I'm going to go and put all of them on my wish list. Just LucasArts, yes. I'd like all of LucasArts on my wish list, please. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Nope, all of it. Just just give me everything. Oh, we're still not going to get to Hans's uh, copyright laws. That's a, okay. that, that's a deeper discussion, so we don't have Should time we, for that. we push that one off? I've already pushed it from last week to this week, so we'll have to push it another week down the line. Oh, no. Uh, HoloLens, Tesla, we can push that to next week yep. if we're running short on time. Uh, there's a contest going on right now as we speak in uh, Pittsburgh at the Rivers Casino. Where, this is the poker? Yes, Poker AI versus uh, four of po- basically the greatest poker players right now against the computer. And there's going to be 20,000 hands of No Limit Texas Hold'em against human people. So they're going to see how well the AI does against a human opponent. Okay. Because poker is a little bit more complicated than, you know, chess. Um, sure. Yes, no? Yeah. It's a hell of a lot simpler, actually. I, well, it's, you gotta deal but with it's, people. But it's reading people, Yeah, right? it's reading It's watching people. for patterns in people. So that, that's half the game of poker, is you gotta play the opponent and the cards. Right. So we'll see but how that does. I, I don't know if it's actually much more complex than chess. You do have to do a little bit of that in chess as well. Yeah, because you have to see how aggressive your opponent's gonna be, but... Right. Uh, DARPA has a bullet that is guided. It's, it's literally what everybody would call the magic bullet, where it can adjust its own flight path midair. I swear we talked about this months ago. Maybe. Okay. But ne- there's now videos of it, so you could watch it literally basically do almost a corkscrew in the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steam, going back to Valve, had a slight error. Oh, they... Outside of their error with the paid mods? Yeah, they, they had a, an error with their conversion between currencies. Uh-oh. And so for a very, very, very small time, the cost of things between U.S. dollar and Indian rupiah, not Indian, uh, Indonesian rupiah, um, like, it was the same. Uh-oh. So something that was supposed to be 13,000 rupiah, which is not a whole lot, that is actually a dollar. <laughs> okay cost $13,000, whereas something that costs $10, which is supposed to be a 130,000 rupiah, cost 10 rupiah. Oh! Which is less than, it's, it's virtually free, is what it is. It is virtually free. So I'm guessing somebody caught this and started to roll back the purchases that were made at extremely oh, yeah. low prices. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, man. 
Wow. That's... Oops. Oops. All right. Well, I think that's everything. Should we move on to the random review? Sure. Oh, it's my review. Yes. I'd like to review my watch. <gasps> Has Dave joined? Well, okay. So the question is, which watch did you get? Which watch? Which one do you... Well, you you know which one. I, I should have just said, like, I'd like... I have my review and I'll tell you what it is later. You know which watch I have. I have a Moto 360. Welcome to the world of the smartwatch. Yeah. Uh, I was concerned when I first got it because I have a very thin wrist. Like, I have a tiny wrist. I can overlap my thumb and my middle finger around my wrist. As can I, yes. So it's it's, it's thin and tiny, and, and a big watch face kind of overpowers the wrist. That's actually the reason why I was leaning towards the gear fit when I got mine, is because... I looked at it's a slim, the, yeah, it's a it's slim a, face, it's a slim form factor, right? This is a big watch face. This is much bigger than any watch I've previously worn. But you get used to it. You actually do, and it doesn't look terrible. It's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger watch size. And if you don't know what I mean, then go Google Arnold Schwarzenegger watch. It's he he wears this like it is the size of my fist is the watch he wears. But that's because his wrist is the size of my bicep. See, the display is one and a half inches in diameter. Yep. That, that is kind of large, but it's... Hmm. It's sizable. I mean, it, it's... If you take... I, I just tested this. It is indeed accurate. If you look at the bottom of a pop can, okay. the inner ring of the bottom of a pop can is almost exactly the size of the watch. It's one and a half inches. I'm trying to do this, but my pop can still has a lot of pop in it, so I don't want to, like, flip it over. <laughs> So press it against your wrist, and you'll see the imprint. That's the size of the watch face. The bottom of the can is about the size of Dave's watch face. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Not the bottom of the entire can. Well, no, no, like like the inside ring, like inside of this little thing on the bottom. Hang on. Sending her a freaking picture of it. He's going to send you a picture. All right, so so the first question is the size. The second question is, you got a pop can over there. Yeah, I know, but you're just cold. I look better. That takes up all of my wrist. So, okay, so size is the one. Second is how much battery life? Well, so that's, I'm I'm still working on that. Like, I charge it every night, and it's a wireless charge. That's really nice. I don't need to plug anything in. I just put it on the charger, and it's fine. Some days it gets through, and I check at the end of the day, and it's like, I'm at 72% power. What the fuck is going on? Other days it dies around 6 o'clock. Well, okay, so I'm looking at this picture as well. That doesn't, that's, uh, it's not bad. Right, it's not, it's not that big. Yeah. It's bigger than anything else I've worn, but yeah. it's really not that big. Uh, the interface is still something I'm getting used to. By the way, it's at 35% power right now because okay. I've been wearing it all day, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I did have to get a couple apps to help customize it a little bit. But holy crap, with all the, the stuff that Google has been doing lately to improve the voice to text and the the other pieces about the whole thing. Well, they just added what I think seventy new apps to the Google Now stuff, which is basically how you can communicate via the watch. Yep, they're they're, they're really integrating I, a lot of stuff into these wearables. I use it all the time for you know, hey, set a reminder for X, set an alarm for twenty minutes from now. There was one where it it messed up a little bit. Uh, I said like for an hour and a half, and it did it for one hour and thirty seconds. <laughs> Oops. Like, that's not an hour and a half of an hour. That's an hour and a half of a minute. Well, they're still working on it. Right. Um, so It took a couple days to kind of figure out what to use it for. And, like, what's the purpose of this? Now that it's on my wrist, what do I do with it? But very similar to the phone, like, the more you use it, the more you figure out ways to use it. Yeah. Like mine, I can I can easily glance to see who's calling me. And sometimes if yep. my hands are full and I look at it and go, oh, okay, that person's not important, I can just let it go to voicemail. Or I could tell it to just literally just, like, ignore it. Hang them. up. Yeah, hang up on the thing while there. Yep. Uh, I can use mine for uh, messages, for texting So if I'm driving and my phone's in my pocket, I don't need to pull it out. Now, does this work with Hangouts or is this? Yeah. Okay, that's what that's what mine probably. I probably I get Hangout notifications on any notification that shows up on my phone can show up on the watch. Yes, that's what I've got with mine. Except I can't react to them via the watch. I, I can. I can. When the hang up comes up. I tap it, I see the hangout, I swipe to the left, I see the full conversation, I swipe to the left again, and there's a button that says reply. Yes, I cannot do that. So I can reply directly on the watch, and I, it's, you know, it just uses the text-to-speech, but that's fine. 
It also has some saved, stored, basic replies like yes, no, later, sorry. So wait, so you don't wear this to sleep? I do not. I could because it actually integrates with my sleep tracking app, but I just let it charge overnight. I'd, I'd want to sleep with it, but when would I charge it? That's Yeah, that's the excellent question, is, especially with these all these things is the battery life. That's The battery life on mine, I can normally wear it for like two days if I forget to charge it well, overnight. Mine charges super fast. It will charge to full in like an hour or two. That's actually what I do is um, when I wake up, because I wear mine to sleep, when I wake up in the morning, I actually power it off, plug it into the charger, and then go and shower. Because, you know, I'm not going to wear it in the shower, granted. Is yours, uh, what IP level is yours? IP67. Nice. Yeah, I didn't even know that until I had it in my hand. I had brought it home, and I was looking at the back. I'm like, oh, water-resistant IP67, holy crap. Uh, The heart rate monitor is a little iffy on it sometimes. Yeah, well, all the optical heart rate monitors are a little iffy. It all depends on, (laughs) hey, what color your skin is and how loose you've got it around your wrist. Yep, I I keep mine pretty tight at this point. Yeah, I can I can take like my watch one, off at any time. A little far. I c- I can see the indentation of it on my wrist when I take it off. Yep. Uh, but if I do, let's see, heart rate. Why? Wait. Wait. Eighty four. Should be about right. That might seem a little high. Let me see if I can get it with my phone. I'm at fifty four. According to my phone, I'm at about seventy seven, seventy eight. So it's not bad. Yeah, plus or minus ten. Yeah. Well, my two answers of the size and the battery are answered on this one. It's got most of the stuff that I can do as well. It's got it's got a pedometer, so that's good. Oh, and cost. Cost. Oh yes, yes. What's the cost? Moto three sixty recently went down in price. Oh really? Which is why I got it. Uh, Amazon, so this is the black leather, it's $180. That's not bad. And because Amazon dropped their price, Best Buy dropped theirs. So I was able to just walk into the store and buy it. Yeah, I can get mine for $114 now. And it's a standard watch. Yeah. So... Yeah, if, how is it? Wanted, oh, how is it outside? It's oh, it's perfectly visible. Okay, that is not a problem. It has modes for the theater too, where like it doesn't automate. So I haven't figured out how yet, but somehow like shaking your wrist is supposed to turn on the screen. But there's a theater mode for like movies where you can turn that off. Oh, well, that's good. And then it also doesn't vibrate. Laura pointed out. Yeah, mine still vibrates. I can turn, if I put my phone to silent, which I can do through my watch, then it won't vibrate at all. But I kind of like driving with using it for directions. Because every time you need to do something, your wrist buzzes. You're like, oh, I have a turn coming up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does that a little too late. <laughs> We're already around. Like, the- oh, I have a turn coming up. Ah, shit, the turn lane started like 20 feet back, and now I can't get into it. Well, it's, it's this, this industry is still in its infancy. So yep, I'm but glad you I'm, like it. I'm using it more and more, and I think I'm going to start doing like the Google Notes so that I can, I can do note to self and take notes that way. Well, that'd be good. Yep. Keeper, right? That's the app? I think so. Something like that. So I'm I'm actually a, a fan of it. I'm excited to see what the future holds. I have not showered with it yet. It's a leather wrist strap. Oh, well, you don't want to do that with a leather wrist strap. Right. Or you but the metal also... wrist strap was so much, so much more. $50 more for a metal strap? Yeah. Jeez. Whereas I could have just gone, uh, I can go online now and just buy a metal strap. What would they have plastic-wise? It's not from them. It's a watch. So you can buy any watch strap. Oh, good. All right. Like, that's the advantage of it, is you can change it. The one you buy initially determines the uh, the color of the metal band around it. Ah, all right. And the button. So I have I will always have a black band around it and a gold band on the button. Gotcha. Hmm. All right. Moto 360. Yeah, I like it. Welcome to the club. Thank you. All right, random topic rolled ahead of time. What are the different things that you and your siblings have that uniquely connect you to your parents? And they have suggestions of hobby, religion, sports, etc. Chromosomes? My laugh, actually. It's actually, uh, my, my both of my brothers and I laugh like my dad does, which was funny because somebody was ch- chatting, like they were standing in a square. This lady was talking to my dad, my brother, and my other brother, and somebody said something funny, and all three of them turned back and to the right and laughed at the same time. That's kind of disturbing. And that, yeah, that freaked her out, but it was one of those things where it's like, I don't do, and then I laughed at one point, I'm like, oh crap, I laughed the same exact way as everybody else. All the males in my family all laughed the same way. I get what? Oh yes, I also have the same amount of tangents as my dad. The same what? 
I can go about four steps down a rabbit hole before actually getting to my actual point. Okay. Which is, works fine for the podcast, but, you know, if, you, if I'm trying to get quick information out to you... Not helpful. No. Things I have in common with my brother and sister that link us to our parents. Yes. Uh, hair and facial structure are, are pretty big ones. Like, that's true of a lot of people. Yes. Passive-aggressive nature... <laughs> Uh, avoidance of confrontation. Um, lateral thinking. I don't know. There are a lot of people who have lateral thinking. That's not something... Well, but this didn't say, like, links you to your parents and no one else to your parents or no one else to anyone else. That you and your siblings have that uniquely connect you to your parents. Oh, well, hmm. That uniquely connect us to my parents. Yeah. Male pattern bald note. Actually, none of us have male pattern baldness. Yeah, I was going to say, wait so. a second, no, that won't work. Josh has a full head of hair, so do I. Um, the UPS guy? What? It's a joke. What do you have that uniquely connects you to your parents, the UPS guy? Oh. Joke being that my, my brother and sister and I are not my father's children. Yeah. There you go. Okay. A sense of humor. <laughs> we have a unique sense of humor in the Palais household. Kate also pointed out when I just did, uh, that is also my dad's. You didn't do an uh, you did an uh. She thought it was the mm. It was not the mm. Oh, it wasn't it. It just reminded her of it. Okay. Do your siblings do the mm? I think Eric does. I'm not sure about Jamie or Carrie. We question things a lot. Yeah, yes. But we got that from from my dad but is that unique though that's that's the key word in this topic i don't know i don't know that we have a lot that is unique do you i mean you know my siblings do you see anything that's unique not off the top of my head right like there just isn't a whole lot there Hmm. so there's there's not not much i can i mean again the the chromosomes genetics is what links me to my parents and it uniquely links me and my siblings to my parents yeah, I've got. I've already did all my stuff, so that's what I've got. So okay, all right. I well, think that's it then. Yep, I guess that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.